welcome back to so back everyone tile here back with ed tom is where is tom ed? tom is who knows tom is out doing tom things i guarantee you it has something to do with a baby it has something to do with boiled chicken mm. and it has something to do with some tims because that's how they roll in new york <laughs> well ed lots to talk about in r&b this week but we want to start off as usual talking about some other events and this is other one that, events oh yes rihanna's pregnant the, the photo has been floating around the internet for about two weeks now it's been on club flyers it's been on blogs oh my God, it's been yes. everywhere ed talk about this rihanna photo why is it so popping right now I don't understand why we are so obsessed with what other folks are doing. Look, I know that a whole lot of people watching this now, y'all love Rihanna. And I thought some Rihanna are what they are. I went and reviewed her her discography not long ago, as many of you know. So mm. I'm sort of a converted fan. She does have some good albums. She proved me wrong. She got a couple joints. But y'all let the lady be a mom. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, here's a baby. We'll never get that album. I don't think she's going to top the last one. So just let her bow out peacefully, make some draws, make some babies, and let her have fun. And stop <laughs> putting her on club flyers. I, That's, no, there was one that I saw that was hilarious. It was like a Rihanna pregnancy announcement celebration event. And she's not even at the event. <laughs> like, you really think Rihanna's showing up to your four ninety nine club? Give me a break, y'all. I oh, guess man. you're just going to play Rude Boy over and over again, but it ain't going to happen. I hate playing that we have commoditized everything. Everything's got to be capitalism all over the place. Let <laughs> the lady have a baby. Ed, here's a question for you. Has any artist ever released an album in the midst of their pregnancy. Because we kind of assume that when you're pregnant, you're taking a break. Mm -hmm. But Rihanna said in an interview that uh, the fans aren't gonna wait for long, that you know the album is coming. So I'm wondering she, if it's gonna happen while she's pregnant. She's been saying this for 10 years. That's um, true. I don't know. I can't, I'm sure someone in the chat will jump up and say somebody. Um, I remember like Coco being pregnant during like the rain video. Like this, this happened a few times right. as far as recording while like you're about to break with your water i don't know if that's ever happened i'm sure it has i'm sure someone will correct me but i can't think of anything yeah if i were her i would like live stream that that's a viral moment right there right? Uh, oh that's a viral moment <laughs> you imagine asap baby just popping out on live chat oh my god wow anyway Ed. actually that's, i don't want to think about that that's kind of <laughs> that is a little weird uh let's break the ice here with the discussion as always two gotta go just two ed two just gotta two. go all right mountain dew sweet tea is sweet tea the same as iced tea mm, i mean it's not necessarily it depends you can have iced tea that's sweet and unsweet so not really so is sweetened iced tea sweet tea yes okay okay but unsweetened iced tea is called it's just called tea, unsweetened tea except it's cold that, but it's I'm a completely different thing i'm confused it's gross it's gross trust me sure uh so sweet tea mm -hmm. mountain dew uh chocolate milk lemonade pepsi or coke if you like coca-cola water orange juice apple juice and kool-aid two Damn. gotta go that's too much let's um, go with, let's, let's start with the first one which one is okay. the one that has to go all right let's go one by one because yeah. all right 
So let's, all right. So you said I'll go it through it again first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'll gonna go, you name it and I'll go through. Okay. Mountain Dew. I like Mountain Dew. I don't care what you play or say. I know it looks like baby pee. I don't care if it looks like retro mutagen ooze from the Ninja Turtles. Mm. Mountain Dew is good. And all the different flavors, like the Code Red and the Baja and all those joints, Mountain Dew is very versatile. It stays. I don't care what y'all say. You know, there was a period of time when I was younger where I, when I didn't drink Mountain Dew because someone had told me that... Uh, Mountain Dew uh, kills sperm. That rumor made it all the way to Canada. It did. I remember that garbage. Too. Yes. yes. And then Maybe read... that's why I have no babies, because <laughs> I drink Mountain Dew. Well, and then I took like biology class in like eighth grade, and it turns out we reproduce sperm at like a rapid rate. So I'm like, even if I drink this, it'll just come back. Play. If your blood <laughs> type was Mountain Dew, you're still good. Yes. yes. It doesn't matter. Yes. The Mountain Dew stays. All right. They're going to hate on me, but it stays. Sweet tea. Sweet tea can go. I don't mm. care. I know it's like the Southern staple. It's it's really easy to mess it up. So, no. Everybody's sweet tea ain't good. Doesn't Chick-fil-A make a good sweet tea? Yes. But even okay. then, it's just okay to me. Okay. I have to have like a lot of lemon in my sweet tea. Uh, so. Chocolate it, milk. Well, what did... Am I a, a, a five-year-old? Am I going to preschool? Do I drink chocolate? I don't drink chocolate milk. Let's put that on the maybe, because that's probably going. Yeah. Uh, lemonade. That stays. Lemonade absolutely stays. Lemonade is the key sweat of beverages. It mm. goes nowhere. Are you drinking that country time? Play a country time? I haven't <laughs> had that in years. Mm. I did like country time at the time, though. Probably right. tastes like battery acid now. You know, they take all the trans fats out of everything. Nothing's good like it used to be. Yeah, I had an Oreo recently. It's not the same. This, <laughs> I had a craft slice, those craft single slices yeah. that we used to have. I used to love those. It tastes like cardboard. Is this what we're feeding the children? Mm. Give them some trans fats. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Pepsi. I like Pepsi. I know people hate Pepsi. They prefer Coke. I like Pepsi, so Pepsi stays. All right. Uh, water. Boo. The most boring thing ever. I mean, I guess you have to keep it because it's so essential to the body's functions, but it's so boring. Yeah. Boo. Orange juice. Orange juice can stay. Apple juice? Apple juice can stay, too. I like both my juices. And Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid can be messed up if you don't know what you're doing, because either some people put too little sugar, some people put too much sugar. So it has to be that fine line, player. But I'll keep it and just pretend that people know what they're talking about. There's no such thing as too much sugar, Ed. Maybe, oh, yes, there is. Maybe when you're like 40 years old and like everything is sweet. Yes, you're talking <laughs> my language. Yes, yes, that's the problem. So I say we get rid of sweet tea and chocolate milk. Wow. Mm. Ah. I mean, you got to keep water in there because it's like essential. I guess. Um, I'm with you, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. Although I do love my chocolate milk. But it's not something I would drink all the time. So Someone in the cypher not long ago, shout out to the Soul and Stereo cypher on Facebook. I got to get my plug in. But someone posted this thing where they have chocolate milk in a bag now. Have you seen this? Yes, yes. So this happens in Toronto, actually. 
Um, they have actual milk, and they don't have the cartons anymore. Yeah, certain regions. I think New York might be might be the same. You might want to check with Tom on that. But when you go to the grocery store, all their milk is bagged up, plastic bags. It's it would weird. not surprise me if Tom was drinking yeah. his milk out of a bag. Yeah. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, like what happens when you open the bag? Yeah, doesn't it just squirt everywhere? I I don't know. <laughs> Gross. Anyways, Ed, are you ready to talk some R and B? Finally, yes. I really right. talk about that event instead of bagged milk. Hmm. Let's talk about the Super Bowl performance. Yes. So, did you check it out? I did. So, I'll say this. Is it the best Super Bowl performance? Probably not. But for what it was, the nostalgia involved, all the hits that were played, it's probably one of my favorite Super Bowl performances. And I got to give Mary J a big shout out. Great energy. I think the vocals are pre-recorded, but I think that's for every performance at the Super Bowl. So yeah, can't really take points off for that. Um, I was kind of surprised by the song selection because if I were a betting man, those were the two most obvious picks that I didn't think Mary would go there, but she went there. She picked the two obvious ones, but no complaints. I, I really enjoyed that performance. Um, it's funny though, Ed, 50 Cent is known as like the notorious viral bully yeah and uh once people started making fun of his newfound weight he actually had defenders on social media (laughs) first of all defenders often come off as just like contrarians so let me back up i'm gonna talk about mary then i'll talk about quarter pounder scent so Mm. when it comes to mary um first of all i need y'all to chill out well first i'll talk about the performance overall i thought the performance was great you know, it's everything. Every time there's a performance, it's the best thing ever in history. It's the GOAT. It's the classic. It's the blah, blah, blah. That's the social media talk. To be fair, it was my favorite. It's probably my favorite performance easily in, in recent years. Is it the best? Probably top five. Maybe that's the next ranking post I'll do. I'll kind of rate some. But it's up there. It was very well done. I think they did a great job of letting everybody get a chance to shine. It had 50 cents doing his whole surprise thing it was all good so i i had a good i thought it was i thought it was fun mary some of the mary stands were mad because mary only sang two songs clearly you never watched the super bowl performance played are like 10 people on stage she's not gonna do the whole what's the 411 album so we got two of her biggest hits not a surprise there so we're good and i thought she did a good job of that and 50 I shed no tears for you, 50. After you bully and beat up everybody, you can catch this L2. So, <laughs> too bad, 50. We got jokes. And again, I mean, it's kind of stupid. I didn't even think he looked that bad. I don't, I guess people thought he was going to look like 2003, 50, even though it's 20 years ago. Like, I've seen 50. He looks like 50. I didn't think he looked bad, but I'm right. also not shedding tears over this dude. Yeah. But, what I did really enjoy about this performance was even though there were so many artists on there and I kind of would have wanted them to cut it down a little, it felt like everyone still had their moment. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Mary's performance. She was dancing. You saw all elements to Mary. You saw the dancing Mary, but you then did. you saw you saw the emotional Mary. No more drama. Was that a surprise for you? That was a slight surprise, but it made sense because I expected her to do Hateration and it goes to down. And everybody was shocked she would do that. I'm like, 
That's her biggest song. It's perfect for the environment. She's not singing, um, I'm not gonna cry at the Super Bowl. So mm. like chill out with that. She <laughs> did a song that made sense. And No More Drama is a I mean it's a recognizable song for her. So shout yeah. out for that. And I prefer it much more than hateration and holleration. So I was happy to hear. I mean, you gotta have that one in there. Yeah, I, I'm so tired. That and Just Fine. I'm so tired of both those songs. You know, I thought Just Fine was going to be the one that she performed. That makes sense. It yeah. If she was doing two, those would have been the two I thought she would pick. But yeah, uh, I'm tired of both. <laughs> um, who else needs to do the Super Bowl at this point? That's a great question. Like, I'm, um, I don't think Usher at this point can headline the Super Bowl. Because they seem to be moving towards like younger people. Folks, I mean, this year I know they had, you know, the veterans, but. Yeah, but they year, threw, in, they threw yeah. in Kendrick, of course. I think yeah. that the mentality is changing. And now that hip hop, as we've been saying for 10 freaking years, yeah. hip hop is mainstream. It's pop culture. It's pop music. So right. I think they're the whole like, oh, scary black people. I think they've gotten over that now. Yeah. So I think that they see there's money there. So we'll see it. We could see Usher as part of someone. Yeah. Life. But I don't think we'll see Usher headlining. I I would like to see Usher up there. I can yeah. see Mariah up there. I can see a lot of the veterans up there. But as far as headlining, uh, that's a good question. I can't think of anybody who's a shoe-in. Does, does Virginia have a football stadium? No, Virginia does not. But so we, I would love to have a VA set. Yeah, if you, have, if you have Timbaland and the Neptunes spearheading that, Oh my God! Push your teeth coming would, out, Missy coming I would, out. I would go home. I would go home and be front row for that one. I was no way I would miss that. Yeah, but if you guys don't have a f- football stadium, then no stadium unless they built one in the past two years since I've been there. No stadium. So VA right. probably out. All right. Looks like we're getting the red hot chili peppers for like the sixth time. Uh, can't <laughs> wait. They're probably going to have to go back there to keep the old grouchy people safe. And the people were pretty upset about this stupid yeah. thing, which is pretty stupid. Yeah. Like, come on now. This is uh, mainstream now. Like, you're behind the time. So, sorry. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see, like, all those hits being played during that Super Bowl performance. And, and it kind of lets you know how much and how far hip-hop, but also R&B, have kind of evolved and gone in the last 30 years. Like, those are bona fide household hits. And exactly. everyone recognizes those songs now. And they are household names. Eminem yeah. is a household name. Snoop is... I remember when Snoop was like, oh, the scary dude, and he was in and out of jail. And, uh, like, Snoop is, like, America's favorite uncle now. Like, he is love and cuddly Snoop. So he is part of pop... All this stuff we're talking about is part of pop culture. The, in the club... Like, that's an absolute classic household name. Yeah. Go shorty, it's your birthday. Your grandma know that. If your <laughs> grandma knows it, it's a hit. That's what differentiates hits between Twitter classics. If don't nobody know it, that's not it. If my grandma know it, it's a classic. You know that one. <laughs> so, yeah, this is time that we celebrate them. It's been far too long. R&B is part of that train as well. That's why I'm so glad Mary got her time in the sun. Yep. Um, speaking of Mary, she dropped her new album, Good Morning Gorgeous. Oh, boy. Came out last week. I know you did a ranking of Mary's albums. Where does this rank in your rankings? 
Well, so the Soul and Serial Sessions is up on YouTube, this very YouTube if you're watching it now. So after we finish this, not right now, but after we finish this, go to the Soul and Serial page, check that out. But I will give you this spoiler because Good Morning Gorgeous came in. I don't remember how many albums she has, but it's the next to last album. Oh, bad. It is. I'm I'm sorry. Your boy's going to keep it real even when we're celebrating on Super Bowl Sunday. To be fair, I don't think the album is horrible. I don't think Mary, with one exception, there's only one album that she has that I don't know. Two. I'm going to go with two. But this one, (laughs) I will say, other than that, all her albums are like at least okay. And this one's okay. The problem with this is the first half is full of bad decisions. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if she was trying to go mainstream. It's not even that. It just did not feel gelled. It's like she just did not put the time and effort in to get that sound together. Halfway through, once you hit that good morning gorgeous interlude, that's when you see this tonal shift and you then start feeling like an actual album with consistency, good writing, good production. So the album really pulls it together at the end. That first half is rough and that's what really kind of tanked that one down the list for me. Yeah, I agree. I remember when I first heard the album um, the DJ Khaled record, that's got to go. It is. Uh, but there's a couple more that were, if they weren't downright bad, they were records that, like the Good Morning Gorgeous single, for example. I know people like it, and it's not a bad song, but it never really elevates to the next level for me. Mm-hmm. So it leaves me wanting more and trying to figure out if I truly love the song. And I'm kind of in that weird position with that song. The second half of the album, I'll agree with you. I think the production is very, very strong. Shout outs to Cool and Dre, who did a lot of the second half of that. And that sounded really good. It was super soulful. He kind of got, you know, bits and pieces from Mary's previous albums. And, you know, when you cap it off with that Usher record, which I actually like, it's not as good as Shakedown from the Growing Pains album, but it's not a bad song. Um, um, so, yeah, it, it was too uneven for me. It's like, and I think sequencing plays a big part of it. I think if I listen to that album from start to finish again, you sort of get tricked into thinking that because the last five songs are good, that the album is good. Yep. But then you remember those first like six songs and they weren't good. So that kind of like skews my opinion a little bit. I wouldn't say it's her worst album. I no, think, it's not. I think, well, Love and Life is definitely up there uh, as the worst, but also uh, Stronger with Each Tear mm-hmm. was probably one of my, because I remember when that came out, when that actually dropped and I listened to it for the first time and coming off of the breakthrough and growing pains, I was expecting so much. And being that that's what I got, and there are some good songs in there, don't get me wrong. A kitchen song, Ed. That song is banging. Oh my God, that kitchen song. Yes. <laughs> don't have but, women going through your cabinets, whatever she said. But oh. I'll, I'll, I'll even say this. So if I'm comparing Stronger with Each Tear to Good Morning Gorgeous, mm-hmm. I think Stronger with Each Tear at least had more hits that I liked. Oh, and see, now you're thinking like a soul and stereo reviewer because that's yeah. exactly the mentality I had. So, like, to me, those albums are kind of on the same level. And again, yeah. spoiler alert, these two are like right beside each other in my rankings. I gave that one the slight edge because of what you just said. 
yeah. also it just feels slightly more consistent this album good morning gorgeous i know it sounds like we're tearing it up i'm not tearing up the album i've heard yeah. much worse this week than that album but it's mary she has a strong we have kind of a higher standard of her yeah but it feels like two different albums the first half feels like something that she didn't finish second half sounds like an actual good album she smushed them together and the unevenness drives me crazy and like i said in somewhere in that review again go check that out on youtube the thing about mary that we've struggled with is that we know the hits we know the 90s her 90s run i mean untouchable those first three or four or five albums after that her albums aren't bad but they're very forgettable. So when I do my soul and stereo ed reviewing in the sequence and in the production and the vocals, it checks all the boxes to get a decent score. If you ask me to name three songs from Stronger With Each Tear or Growing Pains or London Sessions or Think Like a Man, I'm going to be struggling because mm. there's the, the, the recognizable songs, the just the... The moments, the memorable moments just aren't there in these later albums, even though they're pretty solid. Yeah. And it's like when you play them, you're like, hey, this is pretty good. But you ask me to ask if you ask me to name three songs, it's kind of tough. Now I'm struggling. I'm struggling. It would be like equivalent to eating a meal that was not necessarily bad, but just kind of bland. Yeah. You're not going to talk about that meal ever again. You like there might be one thing from the meal that was really good that'll you'll remember, but everything else you're not gonna remember anything. Else. <laughs> but you didn't say it was terrible. No, you were like, oh, no. it was fine. It was yep. just you forgot about it. You burped. It was over. Yeah. With that said, though, Ed, um, one thing I've noticed about myself when it comes to listening to n- new music, mm-hmm. I think my standards have dropped a little bit, just naturally. Because no, well, it's not because the music is bad per se these days, but I remember a time when albums would come out and I would go through the album, I would listen to it and I would pick and choose what my favorites were Mm -hmm. and I would go back to those favorites and, you know, that's what I would be playing. Nowadays, when I'm listening to an album, I'm not even looking at it as which ones are my favorites. It's which ones fit the sound that I want from the artist. So like with this Mary album, there are a couple of records. I wouldn't call them amazing records. Like they're by far, none of them are really my favorites, but they're the ones I have to keep because at least they fit my palette. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it makes perfect sense. So like an album that came out in 2008 that we would consider a four or a five star album, Mm -hmm. I might still listen to five or six of them and keep five or six of them that I like really love an album that comes out like now I might keep five or six of them as well but those five or six are definitely not as strong as the five or six from 2008 it's it's weird but let me explain why because that makes perfect sense and I can relate so much the reason why at least in my opinion that because I have this issue too is because the sound of music that we like and appreciate is becoming extinct like the freaking Jurassic Park so when we hear sounds and songs that we gravitate toward, we automatically are like, oh, crap. Yes, this is what I like to hear. This is cool. Yeah. But it's not on the level of yeah. the stuff that we it's, it's kind of the, the story of Mary. 
So we've got share my world. What's the 411? Um, my life. And then like Mary, and you can throw the breakthrough and a couple of the other albums that are top tier up there. There are out there are songs that have a specific sound. But then you'll have like Good Morning Gorgeous, where you have a couple songs that do sound kind of early Mary-esque. It's yes. nowhere near as good, mm-hmm. but it sort of sounds like this. So you're like, yes, this is my music. This is what I'm used to. This is what I like. Right. So I feel that like there are some songs that you can appreciate and like. But yeah, it's not going to be nowhere near the level of the stuff that we got. But it's like, right. hey, that's mine. I'm going to take it. It's so yeah. rare. You got to roll with it these days. Yeah, like I'll take it. I'll listen to it once and I'll never listen to it again. Even though I think there's quality in it. Yeah. There's just stuff missing. But at the time when I'm listening to it, I don't recognize it. But replay value is a real thing. And another thing that, I mean, this is just music in general. Music today, I mean, it struggles to have replay value. Like the mm-hmm. way music is set up, songs are much short. Play it. I'll tell this story. So I'm recording from the office today because my wife is having like this important meeting and she didn't want me screaming at Kyle while she's trying <laughs> to have this meeting in the background, which right. is why y'all listen to these podcasts anyway and see me scream at Tom yes. and Kyle. So I came to the office and driving in the office, I'm listening to Rock Kim's album, The 18th Letter. Mm. Shout out to my hip hop heads. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I'm driving and I'm like, my God, this song is long. And I look on the thing and the song is just like, four and a half minutes (laughs) but we are so conditioned to these two minute songs and like boom 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 and the song's not really sitting with us that our perceptions have skewed so it's very weird that music isn't created to have three verses and a hook and a bridge (laughs) and replay value is short it's just something quick for tiktok it's kind of weird the world is changing and i don't like it yeah I get it. I get it. And I got a question for you because we talk about replay value being really big. I still believe if you can create a record that can resonate with all generations, that is still something that we need to show appreciation and focus in on. Like that Aaron Lennox record pressure. Mm-hmm. Old folks are listening to that as well as the young folks. It's a yes. hit. It's a hit because as much as people argue with me all the time on the Twitters at E.T. Bowser and wherever else you'll find me about like, oh, old man, you're just out of touch. No, a classic is a classic is a classic. There's a reason why Michael Jackson songs still resonate throughout the ages. There's a reason why these 90s songs keep getting sampled and people go crazy no matter how old you are. There's yeah. a reason why that Ari song bangs and can hit cross generation generationally because yeah. it has something that can connect with the ear and there's a younger person performing it. So, of course, that's going to draw people in. Good music is good music, y'all. It doesn't matter if the music is targeted to one specific audience. Sorry to tell you, that's mm-hmm. not going to last. That's going to be fad music. You're going to look back at it in 15 years and be like, I remember that when I was in eighth grade. I don't want to hear it again, but I remember it. That's what we have to get away from. Ari, and shout out to JD, shout out to B. Cox, everybody who's behind that song. They know know how to create a class. Yep. And I got to ask about this song. I actually really love this song. I had it ranked really high in our countdown last year. I love it, yes. Uh, 
But the record uh, Hours and Hours by Money Long, that thing is just, it's still exploding on the charts right now. Is that a, because I don't think that's a trendy fad song. I don't either. But just how it organically blew up through TikTok, what's the longevity of, of a record like that? Because it's, I... it's transcended and it's crossed over to mainstream, which is more than what you could really ask for a TikTok song. Right. So that's pretty cool. But again, it's a song, and this is this is what I want everybody to hear, your boys. Yeah. Y'all gonna be saying, "Oh, but you said like no." Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with TikTok in general. There's a yes. difference between a song blowing up on TikTok and a TikTok song. That's not a TikTok song. That's a song that blew up on TikTok. Because mm. if you are a fan of the Soul Back podcast, if you read, you know, I got soul.com or soulandstereo.com, you know, hours and hours been out for hours and hours. That song is old. Like yes. we've been talked about that song, but it's just now seeing this resurgence because of TikTok. This isn't Drake creating that. What's that song? Put your left foot in, your right yep. foot in, the shake, the shake. Like that song was hot for two seconds and nobody cares because <laughs> it was a TikTok song. This was a great song that wound up on TikTok. And because of that, it has used that platform to go viral and to branch out. So I don't know if I feel it. It's too early to say if like, oh, if this is a classic in the making. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of Boot Up from 2017 or whenever that was. Right. It was a very, very good song, but just was blessed to resonate across audiences. Yeah. And R&B needs more of that. There's nothing wrong with R&B, y'all. That's what I keep telling you. The mm-hmm. problem is the exposure. So I'm very glad to see good songs get the exposure. Ain't nothing wrong with these songs. Now, there's a common denominator with both songs, Ed. What's that? Your guy Plies did a remix to both of them. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm sorry. Plies did a remix to Pressure, not Hours and Hours. Ugh. But Plies know what he's talking about. That's... Plies. He's been driving me nuts since what 2008 or whenever that dude popped up. Yes. He raps. I was like, why does he rap like he is like the teacher yelling at the gym? You know how your gym teacher is like, hey, stop, stop that horse play over there. That's how he raps. Mm. Like, stop screaming at me over the over the joint. I am not a Plies guy. I know you like his little social media. Ha ha. Yes. Yeah, he ain't my boy. Oh man. He loves his sweet tea. I know that for a fact. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's extra sweet, I guarantee you. Yes. Uh, a couple of projects that dropped this week or recently, um, mm-hmm. Jasmine Sullivan, the deluxe version of the Hotels. Let's start here. This deluxe version, those new records, I love them 10 times more than I love the original project. It kind of brings it back to what I love Jasmine for. Um, the lyrics are a little more interesting i guess is that the right word it, it's not a, it's not as geared towards the younger crowd that hurt me so good record is oh i don't know if you've heard that one yet but that's that's the one ed i have not had a chance to hear this yet but everything i've heard sounds like what you're saying like i know everybody loved hotels as yeah. you know i thought it was okay i didn't hate it i thought it was okay people were pissed off it wasn't on my top 50 albums they were like <laughs> how dare you not have jasmine because I found 50 albums better. That's out there. But this seems like, and also people forget, that was an EP. So it was very abbreviated. This feels more like, from what I'm told, a fully formed album. She's got some really good songs on it. It feels more like a body of work. 
So I do need to check that one out soon. I've been so busy doing YouTube videos. I'm behind on my music, but mm. that one I will check out and I'm looking forward to it because it sounds like my Jasmine, not new Jasmine, my old Jasmine. <laughs> but maybe there's a place that old and new Jasmine can live together. All I, there should be. Yeah. And that's again what I always say. It ain't got to be either or. Like, give me yeah. a little of this. Give me a little of that. That's all I ask. Right. Um, a couple of other albums that dropped this recently i guess uh jay holiday time that's my guy he dropped another album solid album but our uh, boy jay holiday i actually like well this album was better than i thought yeah. um i mean I'm not gonna say it's the greatest album of the year or anything but yeah. i really my expectations were like oh we'll see i liked a lot more than i disliked on this one so if you're a jay holiday fan just check this one out thought yeah. it was all right uh, I, I read on a tweet someone wrote that uh, they didn't they didn't have Jay Holiday with a silk press on their bingo card this year. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are in 2020. Here we are. Uh, it's a good look. Shout out to Jay. Um, Marcus Houston dropped a surprise album. Now, Ed, I'm a big Marcus Houston fan. This album came out of nowhere. And it's one of those albums where I can't say anything is wrong with it. But some of those lyrics, it's like we're back in the 90s. Ed, you're oh, one yeah. in a million. Oh, yeah. We're one in a million. Get, we're going half on a baby. I'm like, we're still going half on a baby. That baby 20 years old. Like, mm. come on now. Um, let me choose my words carefully. I feel Tom sitting on my shoulder. But <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with it. It's not a horrible album. No, absolutely not. But it just feels dated in a bad way this isn't like dated like how tom complains about silk sonic because mm -hmm. it's like oh they're singing about the 60s and i'm like so is everybody who cares <laughs> or it's not even like you know a joyce who kind of reminds you of 106 in park from 2005 like yeah it just feels like they pluck songs from a different decade and put them here and there's no for an emphasis in it it just feels very paint by the numbers I've heard better from Marcus. Yeah, I agree. It It's kind of telling, and I know we've been through the whole cycle of surprise album releases, but yes. at this point, I feel like if you're not, if there's nothing gearing up for an album release and you just put it out with no announcement and all you really do is post it on Instagram, as a consumer, it's tough for me to believe that the album will be good because you put no effort into the marketing. And I know people think social media is the marketing tool but man you got to give the fans a chance to get excited over these things you can't just drop it and be like okay now it's your turn we'll listen to this player it's everybody looks at the beyonce thing and yeah. they don't realize what happened beyonce just didn't drop an album and walk away like that's not what happened number yeah. one 99.99 of y'all ain't beyonce and that's number one get that through your head so mm -hmm. it ain't gonna work the same secondly there was plenty of promotion behind it after the fact, like she got the initial excitement, then she hit the ground running. Then she had like 50 million videos. Then she had like the deluxe verse. Like she put plenty of effort behind it. She yeah. didn't just say like, hey, y'all hear album. Go back to watching your um your your gifts of Dr. Strange. Like <laughs> you can't expect to build an audience, especially if it's an artist like a Marcus Houston. Yeah. Well, I believe still has some bit of a fan base. Yeah. And if he had done a little bit of anticipation toward this, 
just get creative on the social media. Do snippets of songs. Do snippets of videos. Yeah. Do little challenges or something. Like you can do something to build up to it. If you just drop it with no fanfare and no follow up, you get no fanfare when the album is released. Hundred percent. Fulfilling prophecies. Yep. Now there's been a lot of conversation recently. I've seen Sean Stockman post about this. A couple of other people. They're saying the same thing, Ed. The females are killing it in R&B right now. The mm. males have to step it up. Mm, they ain't wrong. And I, I've i seen these conversations. Yeah. We've debated it a bit in the cypher. Some of the conversations I feel are a little unfair. but Because I think that there are plenty of brothers out here that are doing it. Galant had a good album last year. There are big, and we'll talk about Lucky Day in a minute. Yeah. There are plenty of dudes out here doing the thing. But I think overall, to me, this is just where this is where your boy is sitting, mm. where I see a lot of male artists making the mistake is that male artists are less likely to experiment. You got two types. You got the type that's over here trapping and trying to be rappers. Yeah. And you got the type that's still doing what worked in 1991. Look, I'm not dissing anybody. Because some of the people that you named, I love Sean Stockman's album from the other couple of years ago. Incredible. Some people yeah. are doing great. But you see Money Long and you see Ari and, I mean, for better or worse, Summer Walker. You see these artists who are doing different things, presenting different ways of getting their music out, and it's paying dividends. I'm not seeing that level of effort from all my brothers. So... Mm. I need y'all to step it up in that same sort of way. Well, I agree with that, especially the point of, because I don't think there are a lot of female trapping artists, are there? I can't think of many. I mean, like Nikki, Cardi, none of those, uh, uh, Megan, none of them really trap. They're just rapping like, you know, like, like how they used to do. Mm -hmm. But with the male artists, you got the rappers, you got the trappers, and now you got the R&B trappers. Mm -hmm. It puts them in a tough position, and I agree 100% with that. But the other part of it is, I would say it's always been tougher to be a male artist than a female artist, because the things, you're, the things that you're allowed to talk about, the things that are socially acceptable, like men can be vulnerable, but they can't be too vulnerable, or else they get made fun of. Like, think about... Think about someone like Mario Winans. We love Mario Winans. That's our guy. But Ed, I know you're still that Hurt No More album. Oh, man. I'm still, yes, yeah. I'm still talking about it. But here's the thing like, come on now. Y'all know my favorite RB artist is Key Sweat, Mr. Begging himself. He yep. admits it. And that was a style of RB that unfortunately, it's not just RB, it's culture. Like, we've talked about it a million times. I won't go into it in too much detail, but. You don't see love songs anymore. You don't see it because music is a reflection of the culture and y'all too busy being miserable on Twitter to show love and vulnerability, especially from a male point of view. You can get a little bit from women. Yeah. You can get a little bit from her and people like that can kind of do some stuff like that. But it's hard for top mainstream R&B artists. To, when was the last time your boy, cousin Chris, did something like that? A long time ago. Yeah. So, you just yeah. don't get it. you don't get it like you used to and unfortunately that's a sort of a problem for males but i still think that there's still some effort that can be done 
they kind of differentiate themselves. I ain't talking about everybody. Raheem Devon, Eric Roberson, our boy Kevin Ross. Like, there's plenty of artists out there that are doing it, doing it very, very well. But when we're talking about a mainstream level, I ain't seen it. Yeah. And maybe Lucky Day turns the corner and he turns could. the tides because he's one that's experimenting. He's been working with different sounds. Although that new song with Little Dirk, I don't know about that one. Why does Little Dirk keep showing up on all the uh, songs, Ed? You know why. You throw Little Dirk on your feature, you're automatically going to get another 10,000 streams. So you mm. throw up, you, you staple them to your song, even though he has nothing to do with it. And here you are. I ain't a fan of Little Dirk. Mm. But Lucky's new album, Candy Trip, is coming out next month, painted. His debut was a great album. We all love mm-hmm. that one. I'm hoping he can match the caliber of that one. It's going to be tough because that, that debut was really good. I, I'm i not going to say that I'm – I won't be negative and say, oh, there's no way he can do it. But I do think that he's going to try to experiment. He's going to try to play more to the mainstream. Yeah. So we're going to see a little bit of that push. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. But I don't want – Nothing but songs with Lil Dirt, because that's going to be completely out of your range, and you're going to alienate an entire fan base. So, lucky if you're listening to me right now, brother, hear it from day one fans. We want you to advance your sound, be creative, do your thing. Nobody's saying you shouldn't, but don't leave us behind, because if you alienate us and try to go for these new folks, you can be stuck in limbo, fanless. We've Mm -hmm. seen it happen a million times before. He's too talented for this to happen. Yeah, and with D-Mail on by his side, I think he'll be all right. I mean, when has he steered us wrong? So that is true. I, I'm positive that this will have at least some stuff that will interest us. I just hope he doesn't go too far off the reservation. <laughs> right. Uh, another artist that's dropping a new album soon. Ed, I'm super excited about this one. You can guess who it is. It's, it's the Transformer Man himself. Mr. Look. Fast and Furious. Oh my god. One third of TGT. Tyrese Gibson has announced his new album, Beautiful Pain. He says it's gonna be vulnerable and talk about his divorce. Now we've oh. seen all the craziness on social media, but maybe the music ed will be less crazy and more meaningful. I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I know he just had a loss in his family. So I know that when it comes to that, like he has been going through it, and music is a way that he can convey that. So, and we've seen it before. Like, dude has given us great music before. Black Rose was good. His debut was great. He's given us great music. This is what I'm asking you, Tyrese. Focus, brother. Don't be (laughs) shaving your girl's stuff in the tub. Don't be doing this little goofy stuff for attention. Throwing in the towel or throwing in the towel or whatever he said. Like, focus on the music. Focus on the emotion. We might get some heat from you. Did you give it to us? (laughs) Yes. Give me the heat. Don't give me the garbage. Don't give me the drama. Save it for the memes. I'm cautiously optimistic when it comes to this guy. All I remember is during the Black Rose promotion, he was walking in the park and he stood next to a homeless person that was sleeping on grass. And he looked at the camera and said, see, you guys are still sleeping on R&B. Oh, was my a- God. <laughs> I don't remember this and I'm glad I did not. Yeah. <laughs> It pissed a lot of people off. Oh, that's a player please award right there. Do I, y'all should have told me this one. He would have had permanent placement on the player please award for that one. <laughs> oh my God. How did I not know this? Oh man. Uh Ed, let me ask this. I just seen a comment rolling from this. 
this is not the Keith Sweat symptom climate. We can't talk to females like that anymore. So my question is. I'm sure whoever said that, how long have you been married, brother or sister? Well, Ed, the question is, and this kind of ties into the Neo conversation, because he pretty much said that, ladies, if you want to stop being called the B word, stop dancing to that type of music. <laughs> so oh the question God. is, do the, and, and it's tough for us to answer because we're old and we're not of the younger generation. Uh, maybe it's not even a generational thing. Maybe people our age still want to be called the B word too. But do ladies still want to hear the sad, emotional, vulnerable records from us fellas? Because Neil says they don't. They want to hear the B words and, and the turn up records. First of all, let me. Shout and I don't out think Neil. I don't think he's wrong. By the way, to a degree. To a degree. I don't think he's wrong. I also don't think he's right. And and as usual, this is a part of the podcast where you direct <laughs> your hate, including yours, Neo, because Neo has yelled at me before on Twitter, at E.T. Bowser. I yep. can't remember why, but he was yelling about something. Anyway, here's, first of all, I need y'all to realize this. A bunch of dudes talking about how a woman should feel, number one, is stupid. I can't tell. Neo can't tell you how they feel. I can't tell them. Kyle right. can't tell them. Tom mm -hmm. can't tell them. We got to bring our wives and significant others on for that part of the conversation. Yes. Maybe that's another podcast. So I can't speak from that, nor can he speak definitively from that because you ain't no girl. So hush. But what I will say is that, yes, I do think, as we mentioned earlier, there is a shift in the culture yeah. where, yeah, I can see what he's saying, where like if you don't want to be you can't say that you don't want to be treated a certain way and then celebrate that sort of music. Because there's a contradiction there. He is not wrong. However, when it comes to that, it's also on the artists themselves, if you really had a problem with it, not to create that type of music. I'm not sure. saying that Neo does, but there are plenty of people who are y'all are super good friends with that I won't name, that I'm sure everybody can put the name in the comments. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That one minute will be like, Oh, we should let people do whatever they want. Stop being mad at the children. And then the next minute is I'm bringing R&B back. I'm never doing that again. Like you mm. cannot be that inconsistent with your messaging and then be mad at the audience that you are marketing your music to to get their dollars. Like you can't do that. You have to be consistent. So when it comes to this type, I think that, yes, the, uh, the messages we put out there reflect the climate. And that's why they are embraced. But you can't not put that. If you don't believe in that, you better not be putting it out there. Also, it's just very unfair to say that women like this because they like shaking their butts to it. That doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. Yeah. In my day, I'm no prude. I listen to plenty of terrible songs. I listen to all the little Kims and Foxes and Akinellis and everybody else that was talking ridiculous. But I didn't use that as an excuse to belittle women because I just saw that as a portion of entertainment. I watched The Wire. I didn't go shoot somebody because I didn't like it. Like, <laughs> that's just entertainment. So there is both sides to this, but it's up to the viewer or the listener in this case to be yeah. accountable. And it's up to the artist to not talk out of both sides of the mouth. And again, I'm not saying that Neo isn't, but some of his friends do. So if you were saying that women only like a certain type of music mm -hmm. and they only like 
negative music and you're creating negative music man shut up you're part of the problem you are part of the problem <laughs> i want to name names and i can't but y'all know who i'm talking about but i will say historically it's always been like that because even in my day people would be listening to mystical shake your ass or yes. nelly hot in here but at the same time they're still listening to genuine or usher or craig david so Correct. it's like so i don't think anything's really changed from that standpoint maybe the r&b or the cleaner music that we love isn't exposed to the mainstream as much anymore but to assume that ladies only listen to one type of music i don't think it's fair i will say this though ed like whenever i'm in the car with my fiance and mm -hmm. she's the one controlling the playlist it'll be a bunch of trap music and i'll ask her do you like any of this she's like no the beats just banging in the car so i'm like and, I, and i'm yeah. listening to it i don't listen to this stuff regularly and i'm just like yeah you're right this sounds pretty good in the car but once i leave that car i have no idea what what just happened what was played and i'll never listen to it again boy i guarantee y'all can't even hear what they said and that's a problem i have with music in general they yeah. were creating music <laughs> that you intentionally tune out and the the actual lyrics are background that's bizarre to me to sue but anyway, I agree with what you're saying, Kyle. And I think the problem is more of a generational culture thing than a person thing. Because like you said, we had all of this in the 80s. Well, not so much in the 80s, but definitely in the 90s and the 2000s. The reason why it's different is because everybody now is just a miserable person. So we don't see the type of diversity in our music that we used to. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the consumer's fault. Yep, exactly. Um, now, let's get into this, in case I forget, versus. Yes. I'm going to give them a play, please, for this, Ed. Oh, no. What did they? What did versus do? I didn't How? watch it. I was busy that night, but what did versus do? I didn't watch it either, because I thought you'd have to pay for it. Yes, that was the message until Swiss Beats came up and was like, oh, I'll just play, y'all. I was out of town. You were out of town. <laughs> Blaming oh, it on the intern. Play. You gotta uh, love it. <laughs> Play a stop. What does it mean for Versus now that they want to? Because I knew it was coming. They're gonna eventually start charging for this stuff. Because advertisements can only take you so far. But to do it on a music soul child and Anthony Hamilton event, I thought that was interesting. If you're gonna do something like that, you gotta do it for like Puff versus Dr. Dre. Make it a pay per view type of thing. You don't do Correct. it on. Anthony Hamilton and Music Social. That's the problem. Like, we know this is going to happen, but to spring it on an audience that has been conditioned for a free concert, essentially, yeah. for a year and a half, two years, and just do it the day before, that's bad faith. That's trash. Like, you don't operate business that way. Yeah. I had a situation like that, not to put business in the street, mm. where I was working with someone well, it was a couple months ago. They did, like, essentially that. And you know your boy. I threw the peace sign up. Cause I'm like, no. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just adjusting to the business climate or some mess. I'm mm -hmm. like, no, that's bad faith. That's not good business. Yeah. I'm always willing to work with somebody if I get a freaking heads up. Like, yeah. you don't just change the bill once the, the price has already been set. You have set the consumer to know that this thing is free. So you don't get to just say, oh, now you got to pay. If you want to <laughs> pay, it's got to be a different experience. Put it on pay-per-view. Make it the biggest verses of all time. Make it the whole bad boy family versus the whole death row. Like, make it huge. 
okay, then you're going to get money and subscribers for it because you will get something. The viewer feels like they're getting something extra. I love Anthony. I love music. But this was the same old thing we always get. Why are we expected to pay for this? Yeah. Absolutely, people had a right to be pissed. Yeah. Um, one comment I saw that was quite interesting, and I've been to a Music Soul Child show, so I kind of knew what I was expecting on that versus battle with his live singing. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, because when music sings live and he sings those hits, he doesn't sing it the way that he does on record. Oh, no. Some might look at it, that as a bad thing because, you know, you want to go to the, the, the concert and sing along to your favorite songs. Music doesn't do that. Music will rift, he'll run, he'll do all sorts of things. Not because, you know, he's not capable of doing the original style, but I think for him, he wants to mix it up. He wants to spice things up. He wants to make it fun for himself on stage. Do we want that as, as listeners? I think we just want what we know. Once again, refer all comments to mm. E.T. Bowser on Twitter. Go on and get a sip before I go in. See, Tom isn't here, so I can act up. Because you know I can <laughs> get away with this with Tom here talking about me. I have seen music a couple times live, and it ain't been good. And not even, and we're talking about two different things, because what yeah. you're talking about, when people get upset about that, I wonder if they've ever been to a concert because that's not really that unusual. Like I go to shows all the time. Well, before y'all stop wearing masks and acting right now, we don't ever have any shows. Right. But like artists are creative. Like you'll go out and it's like a jam session. They'll play a song that's like four minutes and it's like 14 minutes. You get crowd participation. You get weird old remixes. Like, that's just part of the live experience. Like, they just don't go out and sing the album most of the time. That's not really that different to me. So when I see people getting upset and like, oh, he didn't sing it like the album. Like, I guess you've never been to a concert ever. Because <laughs> I can't think of too many times I went to a concert and the artist sang just the album straight through. Like, that doesn't happen. So in that sense, that doesn't bother me. What does bother me is I need music to sharpen up them live performances because they've been a hot mess for a long time. Mm. You need to tighten them things up, dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, music. Tighten them things up. He's just having fun on stage, Ed. Let him be. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. I'm not too mad at the riffing and that stuff, but some of the other stuff, it's like, man, hit some, some hot tea, some something hmm. before you get on that stage. Eesh. All right. Lastly, let's talk about this, Ed. We, we do love letters around here, don't we? Of course, yes. Love letters all the time. So love letters is a, is a thing that Ed does on SewingSerial.com where he gives advice. Yes, the, and y'all the... don't listen. Well. Because listen... I keep getting more letters and they keep being terrible. Listening is a, is a skill set, Ed. It did. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed. But you, you, you said one that was kind of interesting about how a girl went on a date with a guy and he didn't tip too much. Yes. And that was a red flag. Okay. So let me try to do it to the best of my memory. So this, right. this person writes in and says she went on a date with this guy. The guy paid for her meal. The guy also didn't let her, I guess he was being a gentleman. He didn't let her see what the amount was, mm. but because she's nosy, she peeked and the bill was like 
it well into the hundreds. I don't know where they went, but it Damn. was two people and well into the hundreds. And he tipped like, I don't know, five bucks. And if you know anything about tipping, if you have a hundred dollar bill, you can't tip five bucks. No. That's not 15%. So this person was like, is this a red flag? Because if he's cheap, if he is stingy, if he's not treating the servers well, is this a red flag? So that was the question. And the answer? First of all, the answer <laughs> is, I noticed how she peaked that bill, but she didn't add anything to it herself. So clearly she won't that bothered by it. True. Because if you were that bothered, you would have slid another $10 or something on top of that. So clearly you weren't too bothered. Number two, I think people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand tipping. When it comes to these love letters, I give my brothers the benefit of the doubt. I know y'all think I don't. I give them the benefit of the doubt. Everyone doesn't know how to tip. Some people think tipping is like optional. I give it to you if you don't suck. They think that $5 is cool. They don't know that it's supposed to be 15%. It's funny because the girl who wrote in said that she tips 10%, which still ain't right. Like it's supposed to be 15. Right. So people don't understand how to tip. And if you are in the service industry, of course, you're going to be more sensitive to stuff like that. So what I suggested was that instead of like side-eyeing dude and then snitching to me and the internet, next time just have a conversation with dude and be like, hey, player, I need to let you know that like you kind of shortchanged that server and yep. just find out if they knew. If he was like, oh, servers are stupid. They're beneath me. Okay, then that's a red flag. But if sure. he's like, oh, I didn't know it was a 15% tip. Maybe, maybe because there are some places that I go with my wife around here that are pretty expensive. If it's like $100, the tip is built in. So this might be a moot point anyway. Maybe yes. he did tip and he put five on top of that. That means he's actually an excellent tipper. It's so, a green flag. <laughs> yes, you need to be hooking up with that brother. So I just feel like people need to give folks the benefit of the doubt and have conversations instead of just assuming the worst. I don't know. I'm kind of on that Stone Cold Steve Austin DTA. Don't trust anybody. Oh, God. Here yeah. you go. Just stunner everyone on site. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you're like drinking something at the same time and then stunner them so then they can just spurt it all out like Shane McMahon used to do. It's <laughs> yes. always the best. Uh, the other love letters question I had for you here, Ed. We know that Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas, right? Oh, we know. Well, did you know that we belong together? Which is a sad song, by the way. Yes, if you actually listen to the lyrics. Was the most streamed song on Spotify on Valentine's Day. We had some miserable people on Valentine's Day. Really? I did not know that. (laughs) That song is slightly stalkerish. What are y'all doing with your lives? Yeah, so I thought that was... uh, That was interesting. I thought it would have been something like, I'll make love to you by boys. Nope, it was We Belong Together. No, player. We just talked about that. No one, there's no sentimentality anymore. Everybody's either pissed off or depressed or weird old stalkers. What have we become? (laughs) Yeah, and it's uh, it's a crazy world out there. Last question for you before we get out of here. You're in your office right now. The Mm. Kanye West documentary just came out, part one of three. There is a clip on there where Kanye walks into one of the offices and starts playing All Falls Down. And the employee pays it no attention, continues to do her work, looks bored to death. (laughs) But then you start putting some context into this. This employee 
was not an A and R. I think she just worked in the office right. in a different department that had nothing to do with the signings, had nothing to do with the marketing or the actual music. Why are people mad at her? It would be like, Ed, if I came to your office right now and started telling you about stuff that had nothing to do with your job. Yes, which actually happens sometimes. Are you expected to actually follow through an action on that? Or are you allowed to just ignore what I'm saying? That's my point. And, (laughs) And and I think that a lot of people, especially younger fans, don't understand because they're looking at it as Oh, this is 2022 Kanye, you know, the idiot that wears or walk around wearing the Cobra Commander mask and mm. like boots like he's like taking out trash or something. It's weird. <laughs> like if you saw the Kanye, and I haven't watched the doc, but I've seen the scene you're discussing. Yeah. Kanye just looks like me like right now. He's just like a dude. And I'm sure that people walk through that office 24 seven playing their random songs and yeah. she's tuned it out. Because this is the eighth person to be in her face in the past two hours. She's just trying to get her memos done so she can go to lunch. She's not like, everybody stop. I've heard the biggest artist of the next 20 years. Like, she she doesn't even have the power to do that. Like, mm-hmm. leave that lady alone. Also, fans don't realize because, again, they only know current crazy Kanye. And one thing that I was talking about on the cipher that we don't give Kanye credit for, like, it's a lot that y'all... I'll put it like this. We give Kanye credit for too much stuff Mm. as an innovator. I feel like a lot of stuff that we credit him for doing was actually other people's stuff. Lil Wayne, T-Pain, a lot of the, Rihanna, a lot of the stuff that we're like, oh, he was the first to do this and that. No, he wasn't. (laughs) This is the loudest to talk about. But one thing that he did innovate that he does not get credit for, but there are two things. Number one, those sped up soul samples. Like that re- revolutionized the game for a yeah. decade. Like no one talks about that anymore. But number two, Kanye to me is the first hip hop artist that came out. Well, I won't say he's the first, but he's the biggest to come out that really got rid of the notion of having street cred. Yeah. I mean, you, Missy had it and there are a few others that didn't have it. But to Kanye's level of being like on Rockefeller, like he was able to see like, I'm just dope and I'm just a regular dude. Right. And that was always his appeal. <laughs> that is why we should be giving him props. And again, this is a regular dude that just walked up in his office. He did not look like a superstar. He looked like a dude. And that's why this girl paid him no attention. You can't retroactively go back and call her trash because she hmm. was doing her job. This was just a dude. And that's why... Uh, Kanye appealed to us in the 2000s because he was just a dude. That's why he annoys us now, because he's just an idiot now. Mm. But In our day, we liked him because he was a dude. But that girl didn't know no better, so leave her alone. She's trying to get that email done. Let this be a lesson to the millennials out there that are starting their jobs for the first time. You work at an office. There's different departments. Stay in your lane. Yes. Please yes. don't come up in my office talking crazy because I'm just yes. going to look at you. I'm going to look at you <laughs> like I'm looking at my, my Funko Pops across the way. Y'all can't see it, but I can see it. I'm just going to stare at Ed, you. man, before we get out of here, Funko Pops were the biggest waste of money. What? How dare you? I have tons of... Do people I, still buy them? Yes, have, I have they, still do. Have they died off? I think they have. I'm going to see if I can turn the camera around so you can see them. Hopefully, like, the camera doesn't shut down. But I love my Funkos. Can y'all? Wow. See I those? do see them. Yep. Yes. 
but my Funko's off the chain. So right. if nobody's buying them, I'm buying them. <laughs> All right, Ed, I think that's it for this week for the R&B podcast here. Uh, it's we'll been do too this. long. I'm glad it's, we it's were been back. We'll, we'll do it again soon. Uh, I think albums are starting to come out now, so we'll have some stuff to talk about. Uh, oh, PJ Morton's new song came out too. Have you had a chance to hear that yet? With, I didn't with know JoJo? PJ had a new song. You got to check that one out. PJ and JoJo, they've got to do a duets album. We'll talk about that next week though. Yeah, they're like the new Kiki and Avon. I've got to check this. We do. So, Ed, we'll talk again next week. Guys, I appreciate you guys for tuning in once again, wherever you are on YouTube, Instagram, or later on on Apple Music and Spotify. Appreciate your support. Always. We'll try to do this more often, but until then, we'll talk again soon. So you guys take care, be safe, and do people still wear masks? Is The mandate's over, right? Wear your mask, you weirdos. I want to go to a concert one day. (laughs) All right, guys, you guys take care, and we'll talk again soon. All right.